Good morning, Merry Christmas. Oh, we got a few uh, a few people who awoken a little early this morning, I think. Still waking up, those that are pre-coffee this morning. But my name's Adam, it's uh, great to see you here. It's my privilege this morning to share quickly, because uh, we are conscious of time, and uh, we all have things that we need to go and do from here, and uh, you know, the day is full of franticness, of tradition, of far too much food and all those things. And whilst they are important, it's my privilege this morning to bring to us as a church a thought, something that we can take today, that in the busyness of opening presents, of giving, of receiving, of having an extra serve, of putting in custard after you've already had three, just something that might trigger our thought... I'm just speaking truth this morning. Something, something that might trigger our thought just to remind us what today is all about. Because the truth is, and I'll be honest with you this morning, yes, I will have three serves of custard, but also there will be, when I think of the word Christmas, when someone mentions to me Christmas, when one of those annoying friends you have on Facebook will next week remind you that it's 51 weeks until Christmas next year, when you see those things, the first thing that pops into my head is presents. It's gifts. Now, I know if I was to survey the room here, there will be a few people who will give the correct answer like Abby Margak did. Well done. Christmas is about Jesus. It's about remembering the birth of our Lord and Savior. And yes, it is. But the truth is, if we're all going to be honest, if we're truly going to be honest, when we hear the word Christmas... When we see the countdown, when we think about it, the first thing that pops into our head is gifts. For those of us who are, who are uh, perfect humans, we of course think about giving gifts. Many of us think about receiving gifts, that we think about the pressure of having to buy the correct gift, or if you're a parent trying to get the piles to balance and make sure that all the, the presents look and feel about the same because kids don't look at receipts. But we, we think of these things when we hear the word Christmas. Now, if you don't believe me, find a parent and ask them, at some ridiculous hour this morning, did their children come running down the hallway and say, Mum and Dad, how long until we can get to church this morning and celebrate the birth of our Saviour? Because that certainly did not happen in my house. How long until we can open the presents? And it's certainly not a criticism today. I'm not having a go. I'm the first one to put my hand up and say that's what I think about when I think of Christmas. Because it is part of our human nature. It is the thing that we think about when it comes to this time of year. And I want to suggest today that it's okay Because if we boil down Christmas and today to exactly what it is, it is about giving. It is about a gift. It is about God who gave his only son to us that we might know life, that we might be saved. It says in Romans 5 verse 8 to 11, but God showed his great love for us By sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son, 
while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. But God showed his great love. That word showed there, one of the definitions, if you go right down to the bottom, is the word to present something. So I kind of think, well, Greek word kind of means present. That's kind of like giving a present. It's a gift. kind of a stretch to relate that message into a Christmas message. Maybe not, but the thought is there. When you boil down Christmas, it's about a gift that was given to mankind, to each and every one of us. The gift of salvation, the gift of being friends with God. That's what I would love for us to think about today as we give and receive gifts and eat far too much pudding, is that Christmas, yes, we think of gifts, but it is about the gift that was given to us. But that line, while we were still his enemies, while we were still sinners, this gift was given to us. Have you ever been in that awkward moment where you know or receive that gift that far outweighs the value of what you hoped for or expected or anticipated? You know, when you're opening a present and you realize the value or the thought or the intention or the time that's gone into a present and you are suddenly feeling incredibly awkward as they unwrap the box of favorites that you bought them. (laughs) That awkward moment. Isn't that what Christmas can feel like to us? That while we were still sinners, while we were enemies of God, a gift that we were so unworthy of receiving, that seemed so unbalanced for our contribution, was given to us as the greatest gift that was ever given to the world. It became very real to me a few weeks ago. I was overseas with some of our great friends from this church. We were in Bali ministering and and serving at Red Frogs. Yes, it really is a missions trip. Looking after schoolies and leavers who are over there, hopefully intervening and helping them from making decisions and actions that might affect them for years. But while we were over there doing that, there was the volcano started to erupt in Bali spewing ash into the cloud. And and the only way I was allowed to go on this trip was if I was back by 12.30 p.m. on Friday, the 1st of December, to attend my daughter's junior school graduation. Basically, if I missed my flight, if it was delayed, if something happened that stopped me from getting home for that time, it was just not worth me even coming home. (laughs) So as the volcano starts to erupt, many of us start to get very worried. To cut a long story short, the airport opens the day that my flight is booked after being closed for three days. I get there early, I line up, there's people everywhere, thousands of people on cancelled flights trying to get out. I get to the front counter and the lady says to me, I'm sorry, your flight's full. And I said, that's not possible. I'm not rebooking a cancelled flight. This is my ticket. I, I paid and purchased a ticket for this flight. It has to be available. She said, we've overbooked the plane by 100 people. There's no seat for you. And I remained polite. I did. I genuinely did. And to cut a long story short, about half an hour later, 
she comes back and says, we have, you a, we have a seat for you, and not only that, we're upgrading you to business class. Thank you, Jesus, suffering for the Lord. I get on this plane and, and I can't even, she said, where do you want to sit? I said, I don't care. I'm just happy to be on the plane. She said, I'll give you the front row, seat number one, A, by the window. I couldn't even touch the wall in front of me, which me, I, I normally when I'm flying, my knees are by my ears because I'm so tall. But in this scene, now, when I got on the plane, I'm used to, not that I fly that often, but turning right and going into, you know, economy. <laughs> But this time I turn left and go into business class and like they're greeting you and there's a curtain and they're bringing around drinks, orange juice. And you know, what drink do you want when it takes off? I'll have a coffee and, and, uh, and a meal and this screen that comes out of my seat. Everything's free because I'm in business class. And as I'm lying there, lying there because you can put the seat back, it's great. <laughs> All I wanted to do was to stay awake and take advantage, but I hadn't slept all week basically and I was, I was going to be out of it. But just as I'm about to fall asleep in my very comfortable seat after eating a Thai beef salad and a flat, drinking a flat white, it was great, I had this thought because I expected to walk through that curtain and have a host come up to me and say, listen, Mr. Purcell, I know that you have walked through into this and you have a seat here, but listen, you don't really have any right to be here. You've bought an economy ticket. You can sit here, but you get none of the privileges, none of the luxuries, none of the abundant life things that everyone else in here is going to get because you don't have any right to be here. You are unworthy of this ticket. You don't have the frequent miles. You don't have the, the, the right you didn't buy a seat for here. You don't have any of the things that mean that you should be in here. So you just sit there and be quiet, sleep, and watch everyone else get there. That's what I was expecting to happen. But the moment I walked through that door, that curtain, I was treated like anyone else who had paid thousands of dollars for their seat. Anyone else who had earned the right to be in there. And as I'm falling asleep with my leg rest up and my seat back without annoying the person behind me because there's so much space, I have this realization that that is the gift that God has given to us on this very day. There's no need to feel awkward about our contribution or the gift that we have given back because there is nothing that we have done or can do to deserve to enjoy the rest of our life in business class when what we have really earned is economy class except for the fact that on this day thousands of years ago now a gift was given to the world that means we live an abundant life walking through a curtain and enjoying every privilege that it means to be a friend of God even though we were once enemies as the band comes to finish, I want to leave this thought with us today. Titus chapter 3, verse 4. But when God our Savior revealed his kindness and love, he saved us not because of the righteous things we had done, the ticket we had purchased, the frequent miles we had accrued. No, but because of his mercy. He washed away our sins, giving us a new birth and a new life through the Holy Spirit. He generously poured out the Spirit 
upon us through Jesus Christ our Saviour. Because of his grace, he has declared us business class, righteous, and gave us confidence that we will inherit eternal life. As we go today and do Christmas, give gifts, eat food, see friends and family, let's remember that we have been given the greatest gift in the world, and it takes nothing from us except to accept that it, the salvation that Jesus Christ has brought to this world. Lord, we thank you that not only were you born, but you died. That you gave your life sacrificially for us. We can't celebrate Christmas without remembering Easter. The reason that you came was to take sinners, to take enemies of God, and make them friends who can walk through the curtain into friendship with you, God, and receive all the benefit, all the love, and all the joy in our life. Bless us today as we celebrate you by doing the things that we love with the people that we love. Amen.